Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Wednesday, January 24th, 2018. Broadcasting from the Beantown Athletics Studio. Beantown Athletics, Boston's go-to destination for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownathletics.com. I have a special guest in studio today, Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso. Justin covers professional wrestling for SI.com. We will react to Monday Night Raw's 25th anniversary. We'll also preview the Royal Rumble, which is this Sunday night. Uh, We'll also look ahead to WrestleMania, and we'll discuss some of the other top storylines in the world of professional wrestling. All of it presented by DraftKings. Play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. And yes, you can put together a lineup for Super Bowl 52. It's a contest called the NFL Single Game Showdown. A $50,000 salary cap, four offensive players, two defensive players. So it's a little bit different than your average classic tournament where you got 12 to 14 games to choose from. Nope, just a single game. The Single Game Showdown, four offensive players and two defensive players with a salary cap of $50,000. Sign up today and get involved for your share of million in total prizes in the single game showdown and sign up right now at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app and get a free game with your first deposit when you use my promo code PIC, that's P-I-C. This show is also presented by Molinari's Pizzeria in Dorchester. Molinari's is exactly what y'all looking for in a family-owned Italian restaurant. Head in today on Adams Street. Grab a table, sit at the bar, or even order something to go from appetizers and salads to sandwiches and house-made pasta dishes to their delicious wood oven specialty pizzas. Molinari's has the best Italian menu in town. Check out their entire menu right now at MolinarisPizzeria.com. That's MolinarisPizzeria.com. And when you do stop in on Adams Street in Dorchester, Make sure you tell them I sent you. So, welcome to the show just days before the Royal Rumble. Uh, Justin Barrasso, like I said, from Sports Illustrated, in studio with me right now. Justin, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure. Uh, So, we've had had some busy times with the WWE. You were at the 25th anniversary special the other night. That's what I should be using as pickup lines from now on with with, uh, women around Boston. Yeah. (laughs) Guess what I did last Monday. <laughs> well, if you had a ticket to give them and you could bring them in, maybe that would be something you could work maybe with. The start of the other guy is not me, though, was the problem. But, yeah, Monday I was at the Manhattan Center. It actually was, um, you know, sometimes you get a step back, right? Because, again, I've been fortunate as a reporter working in sports for most of my adult life since I was since I was 20, 19, starting at Fenway. Like, I've been to World Series. I've been to um, multiple World Series, the NBA Finals, covering the Stanley Cup with the Bruins for WEI. Like, I've had some cool opportunities, a few manias. So I just sat back for a little while Monday. Yes, we can critique it. Yes, we will. But like just the experience mm-hmm. of being there, especially a show that I watched, you know, really I could tell you all the highs and lows of my life through Monday nights, right? Like good times, bad times, my grandmother passing, watching Raw the, ne- the next week. You know what I mean? Little things like that, you kind of turn to something you enjoy. And I've done that with, for rest- with wrestling my whole life. So yeah, it was nice. It was, I thought, a great moment. Again, we can critique the show and we will. But uh, I kind of sat back on Monday and at the Manhattan Center and just said, this is great. I really, I was grateful to be there. Yeah, I had that nostalgic feel. Yeah. I did watch it. Do you find yourself, because we're here in Boston right now, and there's a lot going on. I mean, uh, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. 
Um, you know, the Bruins are playing great. The Celtics, you know, they're stumbling right now, but they're still one of the best teams they're in relevant. the NBA. It's, it's extremely relevant, um, right. Do you find yourself getting, you know, caught up with those teams to, to the point where you're overwhelmed right now? Because this is a busy time of year for you as a pro wrestling insider, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania coming up. And yet all this other stuff going on, I mean... It, I'm sick to my stomach thinking the Red Sox are going to sign J.D. Martinez. And the, and the Red Sox, yeah, yeah with, with their I mean, offseason. come on. And you, Darvish, I don't want I don't want to go anywhere near Darvish personally. No, I mean, it's fun, right? Like, this is, this is I mean, it's fun to, like, I can't wait for two weeks to watch that Pats game. I can't wait to watch the Rumble. I just think it's a fun time to be a sports fan, uh, sports and entertainment, pro wrestling, whatever. But, like, it's fun to like the things you like. And that's, mm. I mean, where we are right now, it's such a fun time. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. All right, so with that said, the couple things I actually, that are breaking tonight. We're, this is Wednesday night, we're recording this, and there are some things that are breaking as we're doing the show, and, and so I just need to run through those, because I do two podcasts a week, this is the second one this week, I'm not doing another one this week, we, uh, look, we're going to do a lot of wrestling right now, but real quick, you know, we can just, I just want to run through this, get some things off my chest, Boston Bruins forward Brad Marchand has been suspended five games for his elbow the other night. Cutting across the top of the crease, takes his right elbow at full speed, you know, throws it up there, made it look like he was trying to maybe protect himself as he cut through the slot, but I mean, uh, I've watched this multiple times, and I don't even need to know Brad Marchand's history being a repeat offender. He is a repeat offender. I don't even need to know that to know that this was a piece of shit hit. It was a piece of shit play, and he's been suspended for five games and I think uh, he deserves to be suspended for five games. Look, Brad Marchand's an all-star. Um, I'm glad he's a Boston Bruin, right? I'm glad he's on my team. But that was a piece of shit play. And he deserves a five-game suspension. And so I'm glad the NHL came down on him like that because it was a terrible hit. I know he said he was trying to defend himself. But no, I'm sorry. I've watched this a couple times. I think he tried to make it look like he was protecting himself, but I think that might have been part of the plan between his own ears. And uh, I, I, I saw what he was trying to do, and it was a dirty play. It was a piece of shit play. I'm not saying he's a piece of shit. I'm, sometimes he gets out of control. He loses control out there in that ice. But that was a piece of shit play, and I'm, you know, he deserves a five-game suspension. So you got that that's breaking. Also right now, Thought it should have been a 15-yard penalty, personally. <laughs> the, you know, 2018, the, the 2018 Baseball Hall of Fame class has been announced. Chipper Jones, first ballot, Hall of Famer. He's going in. Got 97% of the vote. You need 75%. Chipper Jones, first ballot, first year on the ballot, gets in 97% of the vote. Vlad Guerrero is getting in. He got 93% of the vote. I'm rounding up, by the way. 93% of the vote. This was his second time, his second year on the ballot. Remember, Pedro wouldn't go last summer because he was boycotting because of Ladd. So um, that welcomes Pedro back to the Hall of Fame as well. Jim Tomey, he gets in. First ballot Hall of Famer. He gets 90% of the vote. Um, I'm a little surprised that he's a first. I don't consider Jim Tomey a first ballot Hall of Famer. But um, they obviously did. And then Trevor Hoffman, his third time in the ballot, he gets in, gets 80% of the vote. So the 2018 Baseball Hall of Fame class, Chippa Jones, Vlad Guerrero, Jim Tomey, and Trevor Hoffman, uh, I, be- I believe they're all Hall of Famers. Hall of Good. Are they great? I, mean, I don't know. They were. I think the Tomey thing's interesting. Tomey, first ballot, no. But that, I could see, you know, Tomey being on the, on the ballot for a couple of years, him getting in to me though, i could see that if i'm edgar yeah. martinez i want to i want to line up those numbers i think i got a better claim of i'm martinez now 
Well, here's Ed, here's Edgar Martinez. Only got 70.4% of the vote. He was 20 votes shy. This was his ninth year on the ballot. Uh, you can only stay on for 15 years. And so, but it looks like he's good. He's going to get in that that increases. Here are the names. Everybody wants to know Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds. They did not get in, but here's what happened. Clemens 57.3% of the vote this year on his sixth year on the ballot. It's up from 54.1. So he went from 54.1% last year to 57.3% this year. Barry Bonds this year, 56.4%. Up from 53.8. So Bonds went from 53.8% last year to 56.4% this year. So Bonds, Clemens, they go up. It's their sixth year in the ballot. It looks like they're eventually going to get in because of the way their percentages increase and they keep getting more votes. Kurt Schilling, he goes up a little bit as well to 51.2% of the vote. His sixth year on the ballot up from 45% last year. So Kurt Schilling gets 51.2% this year. And uh, here's one. Mike Mussina, kind of, I don't, is it out of nowhere? His fifth year on the ballot, 63.5% of the vote had 51.8% last year. So he goes from 51.8, Mike Mussina, to 63.5. That is a pretty big increase from one year to the next for Mike Mussina, I think. And I look Did at- Did his numbers change? <laughs> yeah, did his wins and losses. Yeah, I know, right? Is his ZRA change? Right? Yeah, Manny Ramirez went down. Now, his, this was his second year on the ballot. Uh, we know the PED stuff with him. Last year, he was he had 23.8% of the vote. Manny Ramirez, this year, 22. How do you go down? How do you... So that means... What is it? That means somebody voted for him last year and and nah, didn't this year. That changed my mind, yeah. That should... See, if you... My thing is, if you vote for somebody, Unless, that should be... That should be... what That needs to be one of your votes... Every single time that they're still on the ballot, why would you can't a, take that be, away? Why would it be a vote once and not exactly. again? Exactly. What changed? Like right. you said, did the numbers change from Messina where he'd increase? What did the numbers? I, I could see that. You know, sometimes these guys say, "Well, I'm only," you know, uh, I could see that more than I could see a guy getting less votes. And, uh, you know, if you voted for him once, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. So why are you changing your mind? I agree with that. So 100%. that doesn't make sense. But the guys that get in, Chipper Jones, Vlad Guerrero, Jim Tomey, Trevor Hoffman, you know, we're all we're all concerned about Clemens and Bonds. I think Clemens and Bonds are Hall of Famers. That's for that's for another show. I mean, we I just wanted to mention it. That's breaking news and some other breaking news as we get set for Super Bowl Fifty Two. Rob Gronkowski on the first injury report, which by the way, just a projected injury report. They didn't practice a projected practice. So what the fuck's the point? Why are we doing projected injury reports? They're basically saying, well, if we did practice, this is who was going to practice. Well, you didn't practice. So why are you telling me who you think would have? You didn't. Well, if they did, Rob Gronkowski would not have practiced. He's listed as did not participate with a concussion on the projected injury report. The good news, Tom Brady was not on the projected injury report at all. We talk about his hand. He looked fine in the AFC Championship. So that is good news. Tom Brady not on the projected injury report. Speaking of Brady, real quick, Giselle has reportedly been telling Brady's friends to convince him to retire. And which means, and look, Justin, I don't, I, I don't want to, you know, go in on another man's wife on this show. Okay? Especially not Tom Brady's. But Giselle cannot take Tom Brady away from us right now. Okay? <laughs> she cannot take Tom Brady away from us right now. I'm not going to let that happen. I don't know how what I can do to not let that happen, but I'm not going to let that happen. Giselle, stay out of this. The, all right? I don't know how what else I got left. 
But I had definitely have a couple of years of Tom Brady as my quarterback left. So stay out of this, Giselle. Please. The, the aging of a superstar is such a fascinating thing to watch, right? Because it's like Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech. You need to manufacture ways to think people don't believe in you. I think any kind of doubt, any frustration, any friction, that's good for that's good for us as fans, right? That means Brady, you need doubters. Whether whomever it is, she wants him home. She's richer than he is, right? I don't care. But I think it's good. I think it's good for business. I think if she was on board with him playing, then I'd be worried. So I come from a little bit of a different perspective there. And then real quick, the NBA drama is just making me start to hate that league. And I don't hate it. I think LeBron just trolls people with some of the stuff he does on social media. I really do think he trolls people. But all the other shit, it's like every time I have to turn on the TV, some NBA player is bitching about something. Shut up. And maybe social media makes it look worse. Maybe it just, you know let's just know about it. And we didn't know about it before social media, but just stop enough, enough with the drama in the NBA. It's making me start to hate that league. And then before finally we get to some wrestling, one more thing, the farmer's insurance opened this weekend at Torrey Pines. That's a golf tournament for people who don't know what I'm talking about. Tiger Woods. If you go on DraftKings, you can put together a golf lineup, pick six golfers, use my promo code. You can play for free. Promo code is PICK, P-I-C, as you heard in the intro. Tiger Woods is the fifth most expensive golfer on DraftKings. That means they think he might be back, and this is a good tournament for him to have some success in. So that's something to watch in the golf world if uh, if you do actually watch golf. But the Farmers Insurance Open this weekend at Torrey Pines and Tiger Woods. All eyes will be on him. So, Justin, you didn't come in for Tiger Woods I came, talk. I came in for Tiger. So let, let, let me ask I, you real quick. I just had to get a couple things right, off my ask... chest and let the audience that doesn't follow wrestling that comes to my show all the time know some of the things that are going on. I got to jump in real quick, though. If yeah. Tiger Woods does come back, that is the, in my opinion, single if he can ever do something relevant again, like make himself a major force on the PGA again, sure. that is the greatest comeback in the history of pro sports. I don't. What's better? I mean, from you know, what he's been through, from the top to the bottom and back to the top, if he could ever do it, that, to me, is the greatest story, well, sports story of all time. He's not in the Royal Rumble, right? We'll no, see. Tiger Woods? He's not in the Royal we'll, Rumble? We'll see on Sunday. Because we'll <laughs> yeah. I have a I have a sheet I printed out before you came in here of all the names and the odds to win the Royal Rumble. Could, could you imagine? Ruins all the fun. Could you, you imagine that. that if I wanted to, I could put money on Donald Trump winning the Royal Rumble? Did it, you know that? You could, you'd, be, <laughs> you'd be losing money, but yeah. <laughs> How about Shaquille O'Neal? 200 to 1 odds. They missed Shaquille O'Neal. They missed an opportunity with Shaq. Why would last somebody year? do that? Like, why would you put money on Shaq? Shaq was supposed to be the Even last if he year was, yeah, but even if he was in the Royal Rumble, he's not you, he's not, they're not going to have him win. Right. An interesting name, though. Trump would be great. Though. An interesting name is Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was 66 to 1 two weeks ago, and last week something happened where he went from 66 to 1. And to give you an idea of the guys. That uh, 66 to 1 to win the Royal Rumble right now. Uh, Kurt Angle, Luke Gallows, Luke Harper. I mean, they have Jinder Mahal 40 to 1. They have Kenny Omega 40 to 1. Okay, I could keep going. They have Rusev 40 to 1. Um, these guys are not, we know they're not winning the Royal Rumble. They're not winning the Royal so, Rumble. So they had Daniel Bryan not winning the Royal Rumble, and all of a sudden he shoots up. Now Ian now is the third best odds, 9 to 2. Behind Shinsuke Nakamura and Roman Reigns. Why did... So, how does that happen? Something gets out. My theory is that... Well, he might not win it, but they found out he's going to be in it. And if he's in it, well, th- there's, there's a chance he, he might win. 
I guess it's I my could, theory correct? I guess I could eat these words on Sunday night, but to me, there's no chance that Daniel Bryan's in the Royal Rumble this year. It's zero. To me, it's zero percent chance because the way WWE works, it's you know they they have their own reasons to do the things they do. We'd love to see number thirty hit and Bryan's music play, and the crowd goes absurd. It's Philly, right? City of brotherly love, city of brotherly hate, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And Bryan comes out and he dominates and wins. I mean, what a great moment! We'd be holding on to that for a lifetime, right? As a wrestling fan, you you, you take that with you, you know, for, with your fandom. But to me, it doesn't make sense because they have now granted. He'd be wrestling at WrestleMania, but you've got to build up his comeback for the biggest possible moment, which I think will be a tag match if he gets cleared at Mania with Shane McMahon against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. What? What? I mean, you'll be able to cut that with a knife for an old uh, uh, idiom, but you know, and it'll be so tense when Shane McMahon starts that match and makes the tag to Brian. They they need to sell Mania, right? So they need to build Mania as best they can. And if you can build it with the comeback of Daniel Bryan, you can build that over the course of the next two, three months mm-hmm. as we get to April in New Orleans. They got to sell out New Orleans. They got to set records. They want people to buy the network. I just don't see it with no. To me, it makes no sense that the house is sold for Sunday, right? The building's sold. They're going to do fine. You can't add in a surprise like Bryan. You can add surprises in, and there will be surprises on Sunday. But to me, it's just like it doesn't make sense. You got to you got to sell Mania. And you can do that by saying it's the return of Daniel Bryan. I don't understand, though, Danny, how they've told us for the longest time Bryan can't wrestle. He cannot wrestle. Brain injuries, right? You know, issues to the brain, concussions, neck. You name it, he's got it, right? It's not safe. And now you're going to tell us, oh, he's fine. Now, they could say, they could reframe that as we were overly cautious. And who could get mad at them for that, right? Sure. Hey, we're protecting our – the NHL should have done it with Sidney Crosby a couple of years ago. We're protecting our talent. Now, that's not a bad reason, but but what changed? And I think that, that to me, is the biggest enigma with this whole Brian situation. Brian's one of the rare guys who could turn the needle in WWE. He could make them far more popular than they are right now and bring a lot of fans back. He would also be a guy in Ring of Honor who would be extremely popular and put a lot of eyeballs on that product. New Japan. New Japan, yeah. And he could do both. He'd work for both and travel. And it's interesting. Brian, in one of his interviews maybe a year ago, said he was watching a lot of Jerry Lawler matches. And I thought that was fascinating because Lawler's a guy with, with longevity, right? Whether you like him or you dislike him or politics aside. But Jerry Lawler can make his matches work at the, in the 60s uh-huh. because he knows how to work. And he's, he's working smart, not hard, right? Or he's working, you know, he's working smart. And that's what Brian needs to do. People would eat up his return and love it. So I don't think he's at the Rumble. Well, I, wait a minute. Do you put any if, stock into none. these odds? Oh, I think, I think they'll pick the winner, right? But I... I I mean, I think not. I want to me the only odds that matter are the odds on Sunday. So you think Shinsuke Nakamura wins the Royal Rumble? You think I'd, they got that right? Oh, like so why does Daniel Bryan bump up from sixty-six to one odds to nine to two, the third best odds to win it? Like you mentioned, it's Wednesday night. I don't know what, how that works, but to me, like WrestleMania thirty, the odds changed Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. I think it was Sunday for Brock Lesnar and the Undertaker. Like it changed dramatically. So to me, it's the day of because they're making decisions sometimes the day of, oftentimes the day of. Monday Night Raw, the Raw 25th anniversary, they're making this, you know, they're re- rechanging, they're rewriting the script three hours before the show. I think that, I don't know. I don't know what got out. I don't know if they're trying to get people to gamble or I, I, I don't know how the lines are made. But. I just figured that something got out that he was going to wrestle in the Royal Rumble. Might not win it, but they heard that he was going to wrestle and they thought, well. I think Reigns wins. I'd, I'd, li- I'd like Nakamura to win, but I think for the odds sake, we'll have to, th- I'm going to stay away from it on Sunday because I'd like to be surprised, but I think that uh, Reigns wins, but. It's now or never for me with Nakamura. You have to have him win the Rumble on Sunday. If not, he's 
so cold by the time you want to. You could still put him with Styles at Mania, but why not give Reigns doesn't need to win the Rumble. Reigns doesn't need it. He's going to be a star no matter what. He's going to. He's on the course. Is of he going to even be allowed? Reigns? There's no concrete. He lost the Intercontinental title on Monday Night Raw. Which, I mean, I didn't which like by the way, I, I loved it. I I thought that match was great. I Ma- thought the crowd was great. How about the finish, though, was I, my issue with it. I liked the match, but no, I liked the finish. Hold his legs down or something like uh, Rick Rude and the War. Bobby Heenan held the Warriors' legs down when Rick Rude pinned him. I loved like something like that. Hold, Have Bo Dallas hold a leg and, and Kurt, uh, Curtis Axel hold a leg. I just thought it was too clean. But the smart thing is... It doesn't matter because they're going to tell a good story come Mania with, with Reigns and Brock. And now the idea is you could go Miz Reigns after Mania, right? Like because Miz beat him and Miz is legitimate in that sense. So yeah, the match was good. I, I didn't like the finish. But but the point is Reigns doesn't need – he doesn't need the Rumble. He's Roman Reigns. He's headlined the last three Yeah, Manias. but he's in the news for all the wrong reasons. True. But Again. It's just like – P-E-D. Richard Rodriguez saying that – he has, but he has no evidence. He has no concrete evidence. That's what we need right now, right? Wahlberg denied it. Reigns denied it. I don't know. I mean, who is this guy? We need to see innocent until proven guilty, which I'm sure we'll talk a lot about. Okay, so so Reigns, so Reigns losing the Intercontinental title frees him up for Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania in right. pursuit of the universe. Because it was either that, in my head, it was either that, or there was some type of suspension coming. Uh, with the PED accusation where the guy, Richard Rodriguez, who did a phone interview from prison, he's in prison, and he says that he dissed Roman Reigns and Mark Wahlberg performance-enhancing drugs. I think he even said steroids, right? It's, it's weird that Wahlberg would even deny that. What does he care? Like, you can juice all you did want. Did Wahlberg deny it? Yeah, quickly. Well, Reigns denied that. He said he didn't even know this dude. Which is smart. What, <laughs> but he also say? said, oh, well, you know, I didn't fail. I've passed all my tests. Because he got suspended. Reigns got suspended in 2016. Which Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer, reported was Adderall. I think it's very interesting that Reigns said, I passed 11. I, I thought that was very interesting. I passed 11 tests. So if it's found out that it was true, that he was, you know, uh, juicing from this guy, Rodriguez, well, then how strong is the, is the testing process, right? So I think that's an interesting question. It, it opens up so many so many issues if they find out he wasn't he's being dishonest. They need this to happen post-Mania. This can't happen before WrestleMania. They got, they got a show to sell. I don't think anything comes of it. However, I think it's so strange that he would pull that name out of a hat. What an odd thing to exactly. do. Exactly. When there's smoke, there's fire. So it's an interesting story. I actually mm-hmm. mentioned it in the column that comes out tomorrow, Thursday. Like, is this legitimate? Is this a story? It is. It's still under. It's still under review. It's still. We're, you know, we're still researching and reporting and finding out what we can find out, but it's not something to cast aside. So I don't know. It's it's a very interesting story. I, I, the minute that somebody says, "So I, I, I'm clean. I passed all the tests." Rafael Palmero. Yeah. Um, Alex Rodriguez. Sure. But that that suspension. You know, his last suspension. He was just caught in a, a ring, a steroid ring. You know what I mean? Where the Maybe. guy was dishing it out. He wasn't. He wasn't failing tests. He was popping gummies in the clubhouse, playing the game, taking the 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 piss tests after the game, and then he, he was clean. Couple, he, they timed it the proper way, yeah. so you can't come out and say, "Oh, I passed all the tests." That doesn't matter. Uh, guys who have been suspended before, who we know took it, they passed all the tests as He's well. He's protecting himself, you, you, though. So I, I know, but I hate that excuse. I just didn't know when I see him lose that belt the other night. Justin, I I didn't know if that meant he was going to be suspended coming up or if they were were setting up for him versus Brock Lesnar. So, so Reigns is, you want Shinsuke to win it. You think they should have Shinsuke win the Royal Rumble, but you think Roman Reigns wins it because 
he's going to challenge Lesnar. Roman's their guy. I mean, they, they've, they've, they've made their bed with him, and he is their top merch seller. Like, he sells a lot of merchandise. He's recognizable. He's, I think he's one of the most improved wrestlers. I know he gets a lot of heat for his in-ring. There's certain things he just can't come, get over from the past, right? Once it's in your mind, you're going to boo the guy. You're going to dislike certain things. I think he's had a lot of great matches. Now, part of that is he's had great opponents. But, of course, it's pro wrestling. You need great opponents to have great – it takes two guys to make a dance work, right? Or two people to make a dance work. I, I think that – but to me, Reigns will be fine. You can, you can, you can manufacture a reason why Reigns is going after Lesnar. You can't with Nakamura. You, there's no, there's no juice behind Nakamura right now. There's no, there's no reason why. It, if you, if you, he deserves the opportunity to win the Rumble. Now, what he does with that, can he run with it? Can he make something of it? Can he build that Mania match with Styles and, and turn it into something and and get every eyeball on it? Well, that's up to him. Can he deliver in the match? That's up to him and Styles. Mm-hmm. You can't. No one's promised. No one's guaranteed anything. But I think he deserves a chance because people people desperately want to see Styles Nakamura. Plus, we're gonna have enough mainstream type matches. Celebrities give the wrestling fans a wrestling match. It's not rocket science. And if you don't do, I don't mind. If you don't do Nakamura Styles, have Finn Balor win the Rumble. Go Balor Styles at Mania. Have you know crown Finn Balor in the Balor Club as your new champion at WrestleMania? Seven to one odds. Finn Balor. <laughs> Take care. You, I mean, the wrestling fan, unfortunately, is the most forgotten about fan because even you know it's 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 still in some ways like a black eye to like wrestling, right? And then on top of that, it's your own the people that you support. It's like ah, they'll always come back anyways. We need the mainstream fans, and that goes back to the Jimmy Fallon thing last uh, Monday night. We need the mainstream fans. What about the people who watch every week and invest three hours on Monday, two on Tuesdays, they watch Wednesdays, they watch Thursdays, some weekends they watch Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. This is one of those weekends, by the way. I mean, take care of your take care of your bread and butter, too. So I hope they do with either Nakamura Styles or Balor Styles at WrestleMania. All right, so um, Royal Rumble is Sunday. You don't think Daniel Bryan is in it? I'm going to be eating my words if he comes out at 30, but no, I have zero um, chance. If, who if are the surprises? It, like give me, give me, give me somebody that you would put your money on right now to be a surprise. Maybe that I, I mean, we're not even talking about right now. And I think that Brian, who can, is it? Brian coming back actually hurts these surprises. EC3, who will be a megastar in WWE, in my opinion, he was a star in TNA Impact Wrestling, which has had so many uh, different uh, leadership changes and ownership changes recently. He was just great. He's a great wrestler. He's great on the mic. He's got a great look. You have to re you have to repackage him. I don't know what they do with him, but you got to repackage him. And maybe you do that after the rumble because it's it's too quick of a match to you know how long. Even if he's in there twenty minutes, it's hard to tell his whole story in twenty minutes. But I think EC 3s at the rumble on Sunday. I think Bobby Lashley has a great chance of coming really? back. I do. I think that'd be interesting. He adds a lot of sizzle, and he he doesn't need to win it, but he he can come in be a powerhouse, do what he's got to do. Mm-hmm. I do think Dave Batista is going to be in the rumble too. I think that Batista's back. Twenty he, to one odds, Dave it, Batista winning. Winning, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he wins, but I think he comes back, and I think that uh, that's that's another part of your build to Mania, right? I think that he's he's a part of that. He's a nice piece because Mania, you do need some part-time guys to really highlight the full-timers too. So I think Batista's back as well. So I think that those are your three right there. I hope Ricochet, and everybody's talking about Enzo Amore, how terrible it is, and it is, right? It's, it's awful charges, and he's obviously made some mistakes. With and we'll the get company, to that. But what an opportunity. You, have, you, you just signed Ricochet, Trevor Mann. He is phenomenal. He can you can re, redesign the whole division around him. 
Get him on the mic. You need to make the 205 Live Division a little more, the Cruiserweight Division a little more serious, but have him come in the Rumble and really kick some ass. Ricochet is great. So they have a lot of opportunity for success in the men's Rumble on Sunday. The women's, I'm just scared that it's the Ronda Rousey show. I think Philly will, will hate it if they do that. I, I really want the women's Rumble to be focused on the women's So stars. Ronda Rousey is going to be a surprise in the women's Royal Rumble. And I think wins it, which I think actually... It's a surprise that everybody knows about, if, if that makes sense. <laughs> which right? I mean... We all know she's going to be in it. They just haven't announced it officially yet. You know, she's going to come out, and she's probably going to... Dominate, I would the think. the shit out of everybody right. and, and win it. Which makes your talent pool look weak. Will she win it? I think she Ronda wins. Rousey? I think she wins. I don't have Sunday. the odds for the women's Royal Rumble. I'm sorry. But I'm that, sorry, I don't. I, that helps to me, if Nakamura's case, because if you have a mainstream star win the women's, well, you can maybe go a little more wrestler's wrestler with the men, uh-huh. right? Maybe. Maybe you don't need R- Rousey Reigns. Maybe you do, though. Maybe they want to go both and just go all out. Ronda Rousey with the women, Roman Reigns with the men. I think that Ronda Rousey definitely wins the women's. And uh, I, again, I'm holding out hope it's Nakamura. Who would she face? Flair? Charlotte Flair. That's Charlotte Flair. Show. Yeah, and Charlotte Flair's so good that. She'd make Ronda Rousey. Not that Rousey Ron, could. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda That's Rousey. And you know Ric Flair would be involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great... I think I think Charlotte Flair would make that match work. I think she'd find a way to make Ronda Rousey shine. You just got to have the right person. You need Charlotte Flair to win that match, though. That's the catch. Or you have, or you need Rousey to stick around till SummerSlam. I mean, to make, to make it legitimate. You can't have a stranger come in to your world, right, and dominate and take over your house. So if, if Rousey does win, yeah, if she's here for the long haul, you can even till even till SummerSlam. If it's a one and done, right. I can understand why you wouldn't want that. Right. But if if she signs a you know a if four she, or five year contract, even a four or five month, if she sticks around till the summer, drops the title at the, at the end of summer by, by SummerSlam, that to me is a, and then you reassess. That's good, but I hope she doesn't. I hope they. I'd like to see Becky Lynch win. I'd like to see. I don't know. I'd like to see somebody from their talent roster win. I think we'll have some surprises. We have to have some surprises with the women because there's 19 women on the roster, right? So there's 30, 30 spots, so you got to fill them up. So I think we're going to see some some surprises in the women's. I think Michelle McCool, which I think Sable? is— Sable? No Sable. She was think. not at the no. Raw anniversary. No. I thought we were going to see her. Uh, I think. And the people that we didn't see that I thought we would see or should see that weren't at that anniversary, I keep telling myself, well, there's a reason for it. That means— they're going to surprise at the Rumble, and they didn't want to do two surprises so close to each and other, just a, less than a week apart. And that would it would actually hurt your product, right? Like, sure. It, it would ruin the whole moment on Because you need Sunday. to save some surprises for absolutely. the Rumble. Absolutely, absolutely. Which is why I, the only explanation for The Rock not being at the 25th anniversary is that I would put money on him being a surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble. What are the odds on the Rock? I don't on think the Rock. I don't think he'll be. Here. I don't think he'll be in the Rumble. I think. He's... Um, the odds on the Rock, sixty-six to one. Not good. <laughs> That's winning though. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't think he's in the Rumble. I think his next match is a. If he ever wrestles again, I know it's tough with Hollywood. and He doesn't want to get hurt. I was surprised he wasn't a part of it because they kept putting him at the end of those promotional videos. It was the Rock with his hand in the air. Yeah. He was I... on like. Five posters that I saw online. I'm really surprised The Rock wasn't there. My biggest issue with Monday, I, I actually like him a lot. How do you not have Randy Orton, who's really been a workhorse for you the past decade? And his wife was pissed on Instagram, like, right? I, she should have been. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. You can't, you put him in a in a video package or a still photo of Randy Orton? She's the anti-Giselle. She is. I mean, what the fuck is Giselle doing to me? She's stressing me out. <laughs> she's trying to... She's It's, it's one thing... And I know I'm going off. It's one thing if Giselle, obviously you can tell that this has been eating at me. It's one thing 
if Giselle wants to have private conversations with her husband and say, hey, I, I, I don't hey, I, I don't think you should do this anymore. You know, that's one thing. But if you're but if, if you're trying to get Tom Brady's friends to convince him to not play anymore, you're, she's going on TV saying it enough. If Tom the, Brady's going to keep playing. And it's that if she if she takes Tom Brady away from us, Justin, it's. But to it's going to be the most devastating loss that we've had in the sports world in a long time. It's in these probably parts. like kids games to her. You're still playing this game. I mean, she, she's got more money than Brady. <laughs> I mean, to her, it's probably why you're still doing this. And then, so she's the, she's anti Orton's wife. You know, Orton's wife is like, hey, he should be a part of it. He should. He been. should stick around. He should be the what main o- event. What an oversight! At the twenty fifth anniversary, so no Randy Orton. Orton. They should have had Randy Orton. The Shawn Michaels also should have had an individual promo in the ring at the Manhattan Center, which which the Undertaker had. Taker did it in character, which is fine, uh, whether you liked it or you didn't. But Michael should have had his HBK should have had his moment in the ring. He could have been out with DX later, but you know honestly, DX wasn't really a Michaels thing. He had he had the beginning run right. He lost the belt at Mania in Boston, then they then they reformed Mania the next night in Albany, New York, which is arguably the greatest Monday Night Raw of all time. That night, so much happened. The Rock takes over the Nation of Domination. Uh, Austin McMahon tells him he loves him. He wants to work with him. Austin says, "Screw you." Vince tells him you can do things the easy way or the hard way. Austin chooses the hard way, stuns him. The Albany police arrest Austin. <laughs> so they have the champion off the show. And they end the show with the new age outlaws and a return of X Pac. It's just a return of the one to the kid is X Pac. It was such in Triple H, you know, re- taking over the, the reins of the of DX. It's such a seminal night in the history of the the Monday Night Wars in WWE. I love that night. Um, but you need Mike. So to me, Michaels is his own entity. I would have had Shawn Michaels. Cut a promo. He started wrestling with WWE. I think he was 23. He's 52. He lost his father in between. Vince McMahon's been a dad to him. Let him open up. Let him be Let him be himself. I think people would have ate that up and loved it and said, you know what? Because Shawn Michaels has made a million, pro- ma- million mistakes. And not all of them. I think he's like the Michael Jordan of pro wrestling. Not all of them were public, thankfully for him, because of no social media at the time. But if I'm WWE, what a missed opportunity to open Shawn up to let him tell people from his heart, hey, thank you. I screwed up. I lived my best moments in front of you, my worst in front of you. But I've always been here and I'll always be here. And I think they missed that opportunity on Monday. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned The Undertaker. Well, you were at the Manhattan Center. They had two venues. They had the Barclays Center. Kind of clunky going back and and forth. And then they had the small old school where it all began. The Manhattan Center, which looked pretty cool on TV. Great to be there. I'm sure it was cool to be there. I saw a couple of your videos on Twitter that you posted. You were up in the... And the raft is, if you want to call it that. Still up in no the, bad seat in there. It was uh, a great deck. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, they had the DX thing in that venue. And they had The Undertaker there, too. The, did The Undertaker miss a line? Because <laughs> it didn't make any fucking sense to me. I watched that multiple times, and I said, what is his message? And you could tell the announcing crew, they were trying to make sense of, make sense of the message. Right. I don't even think they could do it because I don't know that they knew what the message was. I think papers must have been shuffling. Like, what did he say? What was? What's the Undertaker? Who's he fighting? Is he going to fight? Did he just retire? Or did he just call everybody out? And if he called people out, who who's he fighting again? Like, what did, What was he talking about? In it's there? not Shakespeare. I think his promos for the last 20 years have been confusing. I thought it, it delivered. On, I, I think his whole career has been... He leaves you wanting a little bit more. One more Mania match. Uh, one more match on the street. Yeah, I want more of an explanation as to what the fuck you would talk about. Either way, you want more. He is, to me, one hundred. To me, that was his announcement in his own way, in my opinion, 
of coming back. Now, granted, I've had a few pe- people who are who are good sources tell me Taker's coming back to Mania. He's wrestling John Cena. I believe it. I think if you have a you have a, your main matches Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, John Cena, Balor, excuse me, Balor or Nakamura versus Styles. What a great show! And if you can do that tag with Daniel Bryan too. That's a mania you cannot miss. Those and then then the women's division. Say you do Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, whatever you do, right? Yeah, the women's match in. I mean, that's a, that's a five match mania. There'll be more than that. That's a great mania card. You got to see that. That's that's must see appointment viewing. So Cena's gonna fight the Undertaker. That's what we're getting to. Yes, great match. Absolutely, it's absolutely happening. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Cena okay. Taker mania. So. So it's his last Undertaker's last match, though. Till the next one, yeah. No, I, come on, he's going to do another one after this. See, here's what they need Take to do. Take it one year at a time. Here's what they need to do. They never announced the retirement last year for real. No, but they, they kind of did because he puts his hat and his coat and his gloves in the middle of the ring, and that's it. That was it to me. That was the one where it's like, okay, he's it's pro he's, wrestling. He's literally he's, hanging them up. Yeah, but he's old as dust. Okay, and if he ever listens to this, he will choke slam me through this table so hard. So don't ever send him this link. Um, but. The Undertaker is old as dust. Me, personally, I'm done with him. He wasn't making any sense in the ring, which tells me... Oh, I love you know, it. Uh, between the ears, it's going as well, because I think he missed the line. I think he messed up big time on his promo. If you ask me what happened Digging in there... Digging holes, I think he, souls. I, yeah. I think he messed up. He was supposed to say something else that was supposed to insinuate what his next match was, and he just completely forgot. Um, if it's going to be Cena versus The Undertaker, the only way I will enjoy that match... Is if Taker wins. No. Is oh. if it is a casket match. I want a casket match. Uh, you laugh. I'm I dead think, serious. I think it's great. I'm, de- I'm I fine with it. Uh, when's the last time we saw a casket match? It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Is it because they can't do it anymore? Every, you know, the pussification of America. Is that what it is? I've like, never heard of You that. know, social media sensitivity. Is that what's going on? You can, uh, see, I don't want to live in a WWE world where you cannot have casket matches anymore. They need to have a casket match. They need to do it at WrestleMania. And John Cena needs to give The Undertaker the five-knuckle shuffle and roll him into that casket and slam the thing shut. And then they roll The Undertaker off. And that's it. That's how it ends. I liked it right up to the end. I think a casket match would should be great. end. It literally should end with Undertaker in a casket being rolled out of WrestleMania. He can still make money. He can still draw. He can still make that show even more relevant. I think, I think you have to bring him back. I, I'm surprised people don't want Taker back at Mania. I'd have him win. I, I don't want another loss. I want, what can he do? He's but, 75 years old. He can't do anything. Not that old. How old is he? 52. He's old. He's not. He's old. But to me, wrestling is who you work. He's worked with the wrong you know, opponents. That's why they sent him to the Manhattan Center. It was a short walk to the ring. They didn't even turn the lights off for him anymore. You know why? He can't see. He couldn't see. They shut the lights <laughs> out. He couldn't see what's going on. Never mind smoke coming up. Jesus, damn. They kept the lights on for him. This, don't ever send him this link. He would... Uh, I'd get choke slammed to this table so hard. If you're listening, Taker, this is Justin Barrasso speaking, defending <laughs> you. There's three guys you can work with: Cena, Balor, and Styles. They'd all make him look like gold, right? They'd all make him look great. It's the reason he had his best matches. Now he's great too, but with Shawn Michaels, like you need a guy not like not Roman Reigns. They're two similar styles. Reigns isn't built to make a isn't make isn't built to make a guy like that shine. So I think that it's it's it's. Perfect to bring him back with Styles. Styles would make him look, excuse me, uh, Cena would make him look really good. I think that'd be a fun match. Eh, I don't know. The, the casket match, you like that idea. I actually love the idea. It's hokey, but pro wrestling at its best is a little bit hokey. You know what I mean? And I think we've moved purposely to more realism, UFC-type stuff. 
But I think with Taker involved, you could definitely get away with another type of casket match. Or Finn Balor. That'd be a fun match. The You know, Balor with the Balor Club, uh, the demon-type character mm-hmm. versus Taker. That'd be fun. Again, you could do things like that with Taker. I think you could make it a little more... A little more old school in that sense. I think the t- casket match is a great idea. I hope somebody's listening. Well, maybe Taker. Maybe. Oh yeah. no, definitely. Not. I hope. Ta- I hope. Ta- I hope everybody else but the Undertaker is, is listening. listening to this. Um, while you are listening, real quick, I gotta tell people that there's a new app called Sports Me. Not you, me. Sports Me. The Sports Me app is a new app for sports fans made by sports fans, and you're gonna love it because everybody's got a hot take these days. Well, on the new Sports Me app. You can record a 30-second video with your hot take. Just record the video on your phone. Create battles with other people by responding to their takes, or they can respond to yours. You can also dish out points to other people for their takes, but the goal is to get points and to win your battles. Have the best take right now and do it on the Sports Me app. Start talking smack. Download the app. I have the link on my website, dannypicard.com. I've tweeted out the link this week. I'll tweet it out again. Again, it's the Sports Me app. Start talking smack and do it right now. And uh, so, Justin, uh, Raw 25, overall, how would you grade it? Because you were able to watch the Barclays Center portion. You were able to go home and watch the whole show, right? Right. And I've watched the don't, Don't give me how you judge it based on you watching just the Manhattan Center in person. The whole show when you watched it, DVR on TV, what? How would you grade it? Like based gr- on like based on the expectations, because the expectations were high, and and sure. the beginning of the show, phenomenal, just an unbelievable open with Stone Cold, Shane and McMahon, drew, Vince that, McMahon, that drew in a lot of fans too. Gives to them watch. both the stunner, yeah, the middle drinking fingers. the beer. Yeah, I kind of wanted to hear him say something, do a little promo that didn't happen, but I I think it was perfect nostalgia. I think it was a perfect open. Um, and, and, and based on that, you know, they set the bar pretty high. I like the, how would you grade the whole show? I like the fact that Austin didn't need to say a word. However, grabbing the mic at the end and saying, that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said, so probably wouldn't have been the worst thing or give me a hell. Mm Yeah. The crowd would have loved a little bit of Austin. He cut a promo after backstage, but it's not the same as, as in the moment, right? You want to see it in the moment. So it would have been nice to hear Austin's voice, but he didn't need to. I, I, I love that segment. I thought it was perfect. A grade. I mean, I'd give it a B, a solid B. I think that the expectations were too high. I think people wanted Wrestle Kingdom 12 at this thing. It was a, it was a reunion show You're, I mean, where you still need to. What do you mean by that they wanted Wrestle Kingdom 12? I just think the expectations were too high. People wanted these. I don't know if they wanted great matches or they wanted. You, you can't go back in time. You can only go forward. I thought they did a pretty good job of bringing back old talent. Now, a lot of the segments were a little rushed like you're gonna bring in the general managers and just have them wave on well stage. you wrote on si.com that, Fall- that there was supposed to be something different with that multiple what segments happened? in the back jimmy fallon couldn't make it on time couldn't do pre-tapes couldn't do everything they planned for so three hours before the show they're rewriting the script you got triple h lip singing to a, a song from moana and, and and he can't show up on time jimmy fallon the biggest heel in wrestling right now i was always a kimmel guy anyways. were they pissed they must have been bullshit I'm sure they weren't thrilled. They did show him sitting in the front row uh, when Dirty Elias. Elias. Yeah, Elias. Who, who, by the way, is growing on me. I agree, 100%. Growing on me. Love the moment with Jericho in the back, too. That was really well done. Nice to see Jericho back, too. Exactly. You notice what shirt he was wearing? He was wearing the Alpha Club t-shirt, which was the biggest shock to me. Not that he was there. Now, 
I didn't think he'd be there because of his affiliation currently with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He fought Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 12, which we'll get to. Um, he's going to fight Naito. I don't know what event. Have More, they even given an, the date for that fight? It looks like Long Beach in but March. But they've set it up. Yep, March They've 15th. set it up. Right. Jericho, Naito. So he's sticking around New Japan. Um, uh, he's not going to be in the Royal Rumble, as far as we know, unless there's some type of affiliation with New Japan and WWE that we don't know about. He may not have signed his new... new they may be on a hand, handshake with New Japan, so he that could, he could be, be at the Rumble. Be, oh, he could be? Well, let me tell you. Let me Let me give you the odds here. Let me... Uh, let me Pull out my odds book for the Royal Rumble, which is kind of a psychopathic move, but um, 50 to 1 is Chris again, that's, Jericho. That's winning. So he could definitely be. I don't think he'll be in it because, I, again, that goes back to he was on Raw on Monday. Yeah. So I don't think we'll see him again. You know, a good friend of mine, actually, we were having the same discussion and somebody I respect a lot with wrestling, uh, somebody I trust as a source. And he kind of, and I said, I can't believe Jericho was there. You know, like what, what a At big At Raw 25. What a big moment. And he goes, they don't care. And he's right. They don't care. Now, that wasn't a surprise to me. But they don't care. I was surprised that he was wearing that T-shirt. And they don't care that either. I, I think they, they, they don't care about that. I think they care about merchandise more than other things. I think they realize. The appearances. In, that may have been a misdetail, but in the large scheme of things, I think they realize that such a small population of their audience watches New Japan. Like, I think the, the majority of that fan base is a WWE audience. Okay, now, then let's... the hardcore fans, but that's a little bit different. Then let's break it down like this. Chris Jericho has the Alpha Club t-shirt. We know why. Uh, because it's in direct response to the Bullet Club t-shirts, and he just fought the Bullet Club leader, Kenny Omega, at their version of WrestleMania at the Tokyo Dome uh, earlier this month, in Jan early January. Um, and... They sell those where? Hot Topic? Yes. Is that where? The... Pro Wrestling Tees, I think you buy the Jericho Hot Topic. One. Yeah. I don't know if Jericho's Pro Hot Wrestling Topic. Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah. There's an affiliation with New Japan Pro through that. Is there not? Hot Topic actually was done through the talent and... Through the Young Bucks. Right. Pro Wrestling Tees is actually done through the talent. That actually, believe it or not, that actually pays some guys rents, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. And that's that's a great thing to do, right? Like, I've, I, we've done some stories with their owner. Um, I think it's a great story. No, they're not living in Southie, that's for sure. Got to sell a lot of t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking t-shirts. Um. I think it was great that Jericho was there. I think the t-shirt was probably an oversight. You know what? They, they probably, hey, the bigger Jericho gets in Japan, the bigger it is whenever he comes back again. So it's good for their business. And you know the end game is to come back. The end game isn't to stay in New Japan, right? The end game is always to come back to WWE. So I think there may have been a little bit of leeway there, uh, which is interesting, but... I don't think there was any. I think they were upset at first that Jericho left. Like that's that's a big name. However, he's forty seven, right? It's not like getting. It's not taking a current you know guy, Seth Rollins, for instance, Dean Ambrose. Man, they, that would be a that would be a steal, right? Guys in their you know coming into their prime or, or uh, Roman Reigns. It's not like they're ever going to get in a bidding war for those guys. So I think they know that New Japan still isn't on their. They're nowhere near their yard in the United States, at least not yet, unless. Unless there's something going on there. I, 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 I've always wondered about the Jericho move to go fight Kenny Omega. I understand from a business perspective if Chris Jericho is going to do that on his own. I completely get it. Like, I, I think it's a, a great business decision. Um, I, it's, almost, it's, it's borderline genius based on the reaction it got and the type of match that we saw. But I always thought from the get-go, I wonder if... Somebody is in. Somebody in WWE is pushing him to do this in a way where they want Kenny Omega, and they need to get into Kenny Omega's ear, and they need to do that 
by giving him a match against somebody who is a WWE, we'll call him future Hall of Famer. Legend, for sure. Legend. Yeah. Chris Jericho. Wrestling Absolute legend. stud. Absolutely. Absolute yep. beast. You get into that type of match, and the reaction that that gets from the WWE fan that, I don't know, maybe some people don't really know Kenny Omega. The reaction that that gets, it's Jericho saying to Omega, see, see what happens when someone like me comes to fight you? You could get this all the time. You don't get this all the time because you don't get the crowd that I just brought here. You don't get the people responding to this if I'm if I'm and not you, in this. You can always you can always go back. If you're New Japan through and through, you can always go. Ric Flair, you know, when he left WCW and went to WWF in 90, what was that, 91, 92, that introduced him to a lot of new fans. You can always go back home. But I mean, you gotta go. You gotta build that audience in WWE. I think Omega already knows it, and I've had a chance to interview Kenny uh, numerous times, and I think he's. When's the last time you talked to Kenny Omega? December, uh, I guess mid December. Actually, I'll tell you when it was. It was December? So, he did the interview the twenty third? I okay. believe. Okay. Was but the, right before Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Okay. Twenty second or twenty third of December. I think he, I, I think Kenny Omega. He already, signed a new contract, a one year deal. He's locked up through next January. Correct. right? Correct. Through next January, which is important. He's on the odds list, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let me let me pull this out again. Seventy-five to one. Um, let's see. Here. Kenny one. Omega. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. He's on the front page. Forty to one odds. Wow. He has better odds than Jericho. He has better odds than Jason Jordan. Well, if a guy like Omega was in the Rumble, I think he'd win, but he won't be in. Nah, he won't be in. But I think that he he already knows that he'll get a different audience and a bigger audience with WWE. But it's different. Sure, but I think they kind of want, maybe they wanted it's, to give him the taste. It's different when you hear it from personal. Chris Jericho saying, no, really, it'll be different. I, I agree with that, but I don't think there's any side. I mean, again, I think WWE probably didn't like it at first, but they're going to turn things into positives, right? They're going to turn everything. I mean, they are the biggest, strongest. They're a conglomerate, right? They're going to turn everything their way. They're that strong. So I think they're going to turn it into a positive. If you're Omega and the Bucks next year, That'll be interesting, right? Like you, they, to me, they'll come. They're a package deal. They'll come together. I Something actually, tells me the Bucks don't want any part of it. Based on I've I've watched YouTube videos, I've seen interviews, I've heard them talk. I don't get a vibe, and and I'm not knocking them for this. I'm just telling you how I what I what I think based on what their tone is when they discuss how good they're doing right now. I get a vibe like they want nothing to do with WWE, and, and they're just happy with the money they're making right now. They are, but I think for the Bucks, and they're running into this problem now, right? I think we saw it at Wrestle Kingdom, though it was a, a popular young tag team in Japan. They're kind of running out of big opponents, right? Like you, They talked about a Jericho-Rey Mysterio match. That'd be great. That'd be a great match. If you're the Bucks, though, you need more competition. And, again, they can always go back. They, they will be that much more popular, uh, noteworthy have much more notoriety when they come back because people will know them from WWE. I think that they're, to me, and I mean this is a compliment because the most important matches at a show, particularly at a WrestleMania, your opener, your closer, I bet they would be, and, and they love the business, through and through the Bucks. Mm-hmm. They would love to open a mania that Omega closes. That, to me, keeps those guys up at night, drives them in the gym, uh, thinking about new ideas. They are just too good. Whether they want to or not, they're going to have to because... That that is a, a a collision of trains, right? They have to go to W. They're that good, and when they do, people are going to realize, wow, these guys are even better than I thought. But then there's the question, you know, Omega, where is his head at? Because he sees some guys that have 
come over from New Japan, and we talked about him in the Open, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, he's got the best odds to win the Royal Rumble. That doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the case on Sunday morning. That does, so that doesn't mean he's actually going to win it. Um, what situation do they put him in? And and he's, if you're Omega, do you look at that from afar and go, I mean, I want to be used properly if I go to the WWE. There's no guarantee. I heard Stone Cold Steve Austin talk about giving him a green light push, which is basically go right. Let him kind of do what he wants, yeah. right? Let him have say in creative with this, his storyline. This power. Let him be himself. Strength in numbers. He'll have to come. I think they know this. He has to come with the Bucks, and the Bucks have to come with him because otherwise, you don't want to get forgotten about, right? But if the three of them are working together. I think they're going to be so much stronger in the locker room, right? In case there's any jealousy or it's a cutthroat business. It's Hollywood, right? It's sports entertainment. You need the three of them together and you do need some guarantees. He just needs the guarantee that he'll get the time to explain himself, the time to work, the time to show off what he can do. There's no doubt in my mind that if Kenny Omega, I got asked this, I was in New York on Monday and on SI Now, the morning show, and they, they asked me what I thought of the Miz being named Rolling Stones rest of the year. And I said it was like, you know, com- I named Kenny Omega the Sports Illustrated rest of the year, and it's, it, to me, that's com- that's comparing what prime rib to lunch meat. Omega, when people see him, will blow them away. He is so much better than what we're currently watching. The best. Oh, he's fantastic. Now I'm an AJ. AJ I'm an AJ Styles guy. The way he looks, the way he I, works. AJ Styles in the ring to me is right there with Kenny Omega. I think those two guys are, are the best Agreed. in the ring. Yep. Um, really? But Omega, and and this brings us to. Jericho versus Omega at Wrestle Kingdom. So let's just get to it. I mean, what was your reaction to that match? Because I think the only thing missing from that match was a fan base, meaning like in the Tokyo Dome, like the crowd was just horrible for that match. It was. I thought it was terrible. Like I, like it, but a lot just, of a lot of Japanese matches, it's it's polite not to cheer. Okay, you want to watch, so it's not like it's an insult that they're they hated the match. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's an insult. I, but it, I'm just it saying didn't that transcend if you, well on I'm television. If I agree. You took that match. Here's my point. Maybe I didn't say this. Put it at MSG you know. or put if it. If you took that match and you gave them the crowd that they had at the Barclays Center yeah, the other night, imagine. Can you imagine how like? And I'm not trying to say that the match. I'm not trying to say that the two guys in the ring would do anything differently. Right. I'm just saying if it was a raucous crowd, if it was. Barclay Center Square like Garden, the other night. Right. M- 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 it would just seem right. on TV to be a better match. Do you get what I'm saying? Sure, I love the fact it added some aura to it that it was at the Tokyo Dome. It was in Japan, right? Like, I think outside of Madison Square Garden, that was the only place you could have that match and give it that kind of meaning. I thought I, sort of the, the silent crowd kind of took away from some of the things that they did, I thought. Yeah, and part now, of that match too. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to no, that audience and how they usually handle their business when they're watching professional wrestling. But you know, Japanese what, wrestling what I'm fans, used to, the Undertaker. Who else? What do you want you're to used tonight? to, what we're used to, crowds going nuts. You know, I, I get right. caught up on YouTube, and I watch you know the loudest pops in WWE history. You know, Jericho. Right. Uh, you know, his first time coming, his debut on Raw. You know, I mean, the countdown was like, so cool. Like the I was pop joking. that you get from that, like the like Stone Cold, like those things, like that type of crowd. We're so used to that stuff that I watch this match. It's unbelievable. Where I'm sitting there on my iPad, going, "Oh shit!" Like I couldn't believe it, and it went on. It was a standard Kenny Omega match. Omega has these marathon matches that are just nonstop. And Jer- there's, a, there's a couple breaks on the outside when they're, you know, huffing and puffing and grabbing their side because they just went through a table. But other than that, you know, 
You better have your, your battery fully charged against Kenny Omega because that thing's going to be 45 minutes and it's going to be nonstop and it's going to be intense. And Jericho, I mean, hats off to the guy. He's not as young as Kenny Omega. He's 47. And he were... emptied the tank and then some. Yeah. And I was, so I loved, that might have been the best match. Honestly, I'm not, and you know I'm a Kenny Omega fan. I'm a Bullet Club fan. I would love to see Kenny Omega main event in WWE. Um, I think he would be their top dog with AJ Styles, but I- I'm not trying to sound biased. I do think that was the best match I've ever seen. Keep mind, Omega Jericho. Ask what, and ask, I think it's an interesting point to look at. Why was that match so good? I think they've been at one about 32 minutes. I think why was it so good? It was the decision because Jericho is 47 and he can't go 32 minutes with Kenny Omega in a wrestling match. It just wouldn't work. They made it the no no holds barred, no DQ. Great decision. Right, you're adding in all kinds of stuff outside the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho put him in the you know submission holds in the crowd. I mean, that added so much flavor to the match, but it also protected Chris Jericho because he looked like a million bucks because they wouldn't let him look bad. It was perfect, right? That was to me the perfect decision to make that match a no DQ match. What does Jericho want to do next? Work with Naito. I mean, one of what the top fifteen workers in the entire world. Brilliant. What does he want to do after that? Rumors are, from people I've heard in New Japan, maybe Okada. They're, they're, I mean, he's so smart, Jericho, right? Of course, work with the best talent. And Omega's, he picked Omega for a reason, right? Kenny Omega refused to. And Omega said this on the phone. He refused to make Jericho look bad. Like some guys will want to blow you up and they'll want to run circles around you. That Kenny Omega wasn't going into business for himself. Omega wanted to make that match work. By the way, I was joking earlier, but I'm going to add the Japanese wrestling fans to the list of people you've insulted this episode. So it's uh, <laughs> it's The Undertaker right now. Undertaker. And, and Japanese, Japanese wrestling. wrestling fans. Yeah. Um, That's it, I think. Oh, Giselle. So I don't like people who are polite. Right. I, I don't like wrestlers who are old as dust. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Giselle is I don't like uh, professional athletes, wives who try to get them to retire when they're still at the top of their game. Um, what else don't I like? Was that the greatest quarter I, of Brady's career? The fourth quarter? Just, just uh, one. No, it's, you know what? The Super Bowl, fourth quarter Super Bowl against Seattle is up yeah, there. I mean, you, can, you talk about the whole, you know, Atlanta. One quarter. Too, last year's Super Bowl against Atlanta. I mean, we, yeah. we, got, we got a lot of quarters to choose from However, with, with Tom Brady. He, he doesn't have Edelman or Gronkowski. Exactly. I mean, that, that to me is why that, that last quarter stands out. It's so strong. Last I, year, he didn't have Gronk against Atlanta. Had Edelman, though. Um, He did have Edelman. So, yeah. I mean, it's... You know, the thing about the Patriots, and I said this the other day, is that they remain poised under the the big moments because there's a belief in the system. There's a belief that regardless of how much time is on that clock, as it's ticking down, to me and you, like to me, where I'm throwing my hat across the room and I'm about to have a panic attack because Tony Romo is like, oh, Jim, I don't know. Oh, Jim, I don't know, Jim. Whoop, we got to whoop. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, Jim. This is this is a huge, the biggest play of of the Patriots' career. Oh God! He was so excited. When uh, he was giving me a panic attack. The Titans game. They had to shut his too. microphone <laughs> off. I almost, I literally, I almost, I almost had a, a I, I almost had to stop breathing for a few minutes because he was stressing me out so bad. But um, you get those moments where we're panicking. The Patriots, they know they're going to have an opportunity to make the plays. They know the coach's staff is going to put them in position. Like when they punt late in the fourth quarter, me and you were stressing out. Patriots like, oh, we'll get the ball back. And we know be- we're going to get the ball it. back, and when we do, we have Tom Brady. We're way off track, but I, I, maybe I'm not going to endear myself to the Jacksonville community with this comment. 
What a choke job. You're up by 10 in the fourth with just, under 10 minutes. Let's just insult everybody. I, I'm, they, I'm for it, man. And that was, to me, and they, they talked so much trash, and they complained after the game. Like, you can play dirty if you want. And it was I thought it was a smart game plan. It was dirty. But you can't complain afterward. We didn't get enough calls. You were the aggressor. Of course they're going to throw the flag on Yeah, you. they should have never kneeled the ball with 55 seconds left and two timeouts. Because right there, that's when you're telling me you're now becoming concerned with what the Patriots could do to you. And for the whole first half, I thought that Jacksonville's offense was great. Controlled the tempo, and, and, was pace and, and play. And they yeah. should have tried to move it up the field and get three more points. And, and the minute that they started worrying about what the Patriots could do to them in this situation is is where it all went south for Great, them. Actually, late second quarter, you could point to the, uh, the the delay of game. Out of a timeout? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. How bad of a team are you? <clears throat> like, it That's, to me, I, I, for everything they did wrong, they did, you know, so many critical things incorrectly. All right. So back to pro wrestling. Back to, yeah. <laughs> back to the stuff that matters. Jericho Omega, I think the best match I've ever seen. Hats off to Jericho. We know how good Omega is and has been, um, <clears throat> you know, the last, what? Omega's been at the top of his game, for we'll say, and I'm talking about the top of his game being, you know, main event in New Japan. We'll say three two, years? Two, I'd say two. Two and a half? Yeah, because Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom 9, he, he had a nice match, but but 10 and 11, he's been really spent. Uh, yeah, two and a half, yeah. Last 18 months, let's say. Do, do they go get anybody else? Like, did they bring in someone like Daniel Bryan? Did they convince CM Punk? They kicked the to tires on. They kicked the tires on Bill Goldberg. Punk, I know Punk. Punk and I actually discussed this in Milwaukee last two summers ago. Uh, the idea that if he ever came back, yes, it would be. You know, if he would wrestle again. It'd have to be somewhere like New Japan, right? For Wrestle Kingdom, it would, he'd entertain that idea. I think Punk's just so UFC oriented right now. It's the it's not the last thing on his mind, but it surely isn't the first. They kick the tires on Goldberg. That's not going to happen. He's going to—I don't know if he's going to headline the uh, the Hall of Fame, but he's—he's he's a Hall of Famer this year with the Hall of uh, WWE Hall of Fame inductions. Yeah. So he's got—he's got plans mm-hmm. come WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to keep looking though for the right fits. Yes, but to me, Jericho's a great signing. But again, they need to get a guy like a Seth Rollins or like a like a Miz. You need to get somebody like that or Daniel Bryan, which would be a unique circumstance because of. Are, is he going to get cleared? Well, I mean, that kind of brings me back to the audience thing, to the crowd. I mean, it, if you had someone like The Miz, who was would great the, on the mic, would that, his and style, the crowd in Japan, obviously there, right? that's not going to work. Right, for but a lot of But that reasons. brings us to, well, they're trying to bring it back to the U.S. again. But Dolph Ziggler would work in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, uh, let me look at my uh, odds to win the Royal Rumble. I'm going to say they're Dolph good. Ziggler. They're good, his, I'm going to say they're good odds. But why? Why are they good on? You think Dolph Ziggler's going to win the Royal Rumble? I don't, but they took Nine him. to two. Same odds as Daniel Bryan. They took him off TV, or he took himself off TV storyline-wise. Odds are he comes back at the Rumble. You have to assume he comes back with some meaning, right? He just doesn't come back, and, you know, he's in there for five minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if he's number one. And, you know, goes the goes the he's the Iron Man. I don't I, think he wins. If he is going to be in this, which I don't know he is, number 30. Goes Ziggler, Ziggler on 30? What you, could, you don't think the place would erupt? And what you could do is because at that point it's like he's the forgotten about guy. He's oh he's not coming out. We they don't even they're not even thinking of him. Ziggler's gimmick is or it's been like mocking past superstars, right? He came out as the warrior. He came out as you name it. He's come mm-hmm. out as the play punk's music. Crowd in Philly goes ballistic, right? Uh, cult of personalities playing. 
He comes out. I mean, what a great way to re-enter the WWE. <laughs> I think they'd, uh, they'd hate him, though. Oh, but that's the point, though, right? They want to yeah. riot. Philly wants to riot at that point, which doesn't take him much, right? But what a great <laughs> moment that would be. You'd, you'd hate Dogs, Dolph Ziggler by the time he got to the ring. I think they should go that route. You got to make – that's why The Miz is so good, right? And it, it's almost starting to turn now because he's too good at what he does. Mm-hmm. But people dislike him. That's great. Like, there's not enough bad guys you want to dislike. Braun Strowman, is he a good guy, bad guy? Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman, you can't hate Paul Heyman. No. He's just too talented. So there's a few and fewer fewer and fewer guys who you like, I hate, I can't stand that guy. I want but pro wrestling's based on good guys, bad guys. Trump does it in the White House. I I didn't think we were going there, but Trump Crook, now that Crook, we're on his Crook, odds. Crooked Hillary. Well, Donald Trump is uh, seven fifty to one odds. Donald Trump to win the Royal Rumble. Trump knows how it's it's good guy versus bad guy. People eat that up. I'm not. By the way, I'm not lying about that. WWE Donald, Hall of Famer Donald, Donald Trump. Trump has seven fifty to one odds to win the Royal Rumble. He's six horrible odds. Yeah. But I mean, it's odd. They're odds. His he's odds, on, his, he's on there. His, they have him on the list. His odds weren't good during the before the election either, and uh, we saw how that turned. Yeah. Out. <laughs> All right, now we're going down a whole different road. Yeah. Back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. What, what, what is Mark Cuban gonna do with that? How much of a role is he gonna play? Well, he's with Access. I TV. know he's with Access TV, but it they've been on Access TV for a little bit. It's not until recently that I finally heard his name sort of linked to New Japan Pro Wrestling. We were thrilled. That was actually a story we did on uh, Weekend Wrestling on Wednesday. Yep. Uh, he was in town with the uh, Mavericks when they came to Boston. Man, it was the first. It was the seventh of December, and I, I spoke with him there. And we did the, we did the story together, and we've spoke since. I think he sees an opportunity. You know, I think he. I don't think he's a diehard wrestling fan. I think he, he's familiar with the product. I think he likes pro wrestling. I think he likes having it on his his station. I think he sees a commodity, right? And I think he sees a fan base like tr- Cuban smart. I think he sees a fan base that. Isn't really taking. I mean, it isn't. It isn't right. Like again, the wrestling fan. Does is, he like wrestling? Did you get a sense? Of, of, like, I think he knows it. I think he likes it. I think he'd go to he a show. He does like it. I wouldn't say love it. He's not a dire. We weren't talking okay. about. We weren't talking about. We weren't breaking down Okada's dropkick. But like, I think he, he. Sure, but there's some people. I, I you know, he doesn't who, look, who might mock it. No, 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 no. He, he would, doesn't mock wrestling. I, I think for two reasons. I think he gets a kick out of it from my take from talking with him. But I also don't think he would ever insult his customers. Right? Like that's that's just bad business. And Mark Cuban's a great businessman, so I don't think he'd ever do that. But I think that he knows there's there's an opportunity for growth there. They don't partake in the Nielsen rate uh, ratings, Access TV, but they have. Whatever system they use, it showed growth every week since July. It's crazy. Every week, you're getting more and more numbers. He said his mixed martial arts numbers are going down and his wrestling's going up. I mean, you got to be seeing dollar signs. Hey, let's take advantage of this. Let's ride the wave. And I think that wave's going to last a long time. You do. If they do it right. Sure. New Japan Wrestling, they're so good. And especially with Jim. I love the fact they re-signed Jim Ross. Uh, you can't have a bet. He is the signature voice of pro wrestling. And you could argue there were other guys. It was Gordon Soley and, and Gorilla Monsoon. And, and I was embarrassed. Actually, I thought Monday was embarrassing. I thought the B team at the Manhattan Center, your retired announcers, Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross, they were better than your A team. They were better than your raw broadcasters at the Barclays. That's not good for business. You're, the, you're guys you just bring in for a night. Granted, they're legends. They're Hall of Famers. It's, it's JR and the King. They were the better broadcast team. I'd listen to them every week. That's not good for your product. I like. I, I'm not a. I wasn't a fan of. See, I watched two different versions of Wrestle Kingdom. I watched the one on Axis, sort of the replay, a couple, couple nights, nights later, later, right, right, where they had Jim Ross and Josh Barnett. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of that broadcast. I actually liked. I watched another, 
American version. Um, Kevin Kelly. Um, I have Kevin Kelly. Yeah, who was also part of WWE. For- I thought he was better because he was uh, had a little bit more enthusiasm. And I told you that's what I was looking for. Yep. is somebody, anybody <laughs> in the building to have some enthusiasm. I think it would have been different had Ross done it live. Like he did it in the studio the next morning. I uh-huh. think if you're there, right? Kelly was there. And I'm not knocking. I think Kevin Kelly's good too. But I think if Ross was there. It's easier it's... to bring the enthusiasm when you're in the building. I Absolutely. get that. I get that. No Ima- question about imagine it. Imagine calling I game, game that. seven yep. of the finals and you got to do it the next sure. morning. Yeah, it's just not the same. Maybe, so it's maybe unfair for me to be... I, I don't know that I mean to be criticizing JR as much as I mean to praise Ro- of the, course. The, the crew that was in the building. Ross night. was at Wrestle Kingdom 9, and I thought he did a phenomenal job of making those guys who weren't as relevant in American culture, right? I mean, in the last two, three years, social media is blown up even more, right? But he made those guys so relevant at Wrestle Kingdom 9. Um, I think it, he was there live. You have to be there live to call that stuff. And I think that's, that is that is his biggest frustration. He's been open about it. All right, one more. Enzo Amore. Fired by the WWE. First he was suspended. Now he's fired. Uh, he's been accused of rape. And it's, you know, it's something that the WWE needed to take seriously. And so Absolutely. I'm not surprised by the news that Enzo Amore has been fired. In fact, that's really that was really WWE's only option to get rid of this guy. Um, I guess your reaction to that, and is there anything that you're hearing behind the scenes talking to people about this situation uh, that we should know moving forward? I mean, WWE was blindsided by the accusation, and that, that's where this begins and ends, right? So he was, he was worked into the raw plans. He was supposed to work with Goldust that night. He was supposed to take the uh, the what's up, the groin shot, the shot to the, the groin from the Dudley boys that, that went to Heath Slater instead. Um, he was escorted out of the building later that day. They did not expect it, that to happen. A, a, what, a, what a black eye on your big day, right? And tie it together with if Vince McMahon, it's true, they're not adding any more significant costs, that they're significantly considering or legitimately considering selling the the highest bidder, which is probably the Fox, more than likely. If they're serious about this, that's the last thing you want to break on on your biggest day, biggest news day of the year so far. So there's so much at stake. It's more than just Enzo Amore. It's more than just this one accusation. They've had problems with him, especially the last 12, 14, 16 months. They didn't know, which I honestly believe they did not know, that they were blindsided at this. Because I was there, and I was at the Manhattan Center. He was at the Barclays, but... I was there, and I, I saw the fact that people, they they didn't have a statement ready. Like, if they knew, they would have had a statement ready, right? They made one. They made the best of it. I think they were they were caught off guard. And in, in that, you know, morals clause of the contract, you can cut a guy for that. I think the suspension was smart. I don't know about, I think that, again, the reason they cut ties altogether with the release was because they don't want to deal with them anymore. So whether this case is, it's terrible, right? I hope, I hope if it is, you know, legitimate that, that he pays a price for it. If it's not, I hope I hope the truth comes out either way, right? So I think Well, that, I will say this. Yeah. And and I was But they needed a, on they Twitter needed today. Act. I was on Twitter and you see some things that people are saying and there's a video that's gone viral on YouTube. And I don't know, by the time people listen to this, by the time you go back and and maybe do some more reporting on it, maybe things will change. There's a video and I sent you the link right before we came in that that has gone viral on YouTube and the accuser, one of her friends is out there now. It's like a 12-minute video. Is he a former friend? It's tough to say. 
I don't. <laughs> you're, now you're asking if I'm in, if I'm in their little circle of trust over on the West Coast. I'm not. I have no idea what's going on. I it's can tell like, you that they were talking about they were in Phoenix when it when it happened. It's like a wrestling segment where they're always on the phone in the back. I'm not making light of this by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just so there's so much unknown in this. Sure, no, and you're not making light of it. Actually, telling what's going on. Right. This kid has a video, 12 minutes, where he's a friend of the accuser. He's a friend he's of the accuser, text and he's. He's basically explaining how the accuser has lied in the past and and how she's lying about this situation. And this kid has proof. He's showing his phone with these screenshots of these Twitter messages and text messages from the accuser, the dates on the text and everything, saying that she's with the professional wrestler and and basically um, makes her look like she's lying about the rape accusation. And I don't know what's real and what's not. Right. What I do know is I do see that and I start to question the accusation. I'm not going to lie. Once I start seeing text messages about what somebody said, it makes them look like a liar. I start questioning the accusations. And, and I guess I just wonder at what point does WWE question it? And we'll see where this thing goes from here. But I will say, even with that video, the WWE had no choice but to get rid of this guy. And you could talk about all you want whatever was going on behind the scenes outside of that situation because there were some other problems with Enzo Amore in the locker room. But right? I mean, there were some other things. But, but even without those things, just the accusation itself, right now you're the WWE, Enzo Amore, this is a no-brainer. See you later. Like it's a, you can't let him stick around long enough to where he gives you even a worse name. This thing could get even worse. You can't risk that if you're WWE. So as much as I'm starting to question it, question the accusation after watching this YouTube video and reading some things online about this girl. I think the WWE handled it the only way they could. It's an interesting case, a fascinating case, not necessarily for the right reasons, but if they, if WWE knew about the case, right, then you could have kept them because they'd have inside information. They'd have their legal team wrapped around this. They would be on the inside, right? So if, if it was handled correctly. So it's funny that, you know, it's so often we want to paint WWE as the bad guy. Sometimes rightfully so, sometimes not. But they actually did the right thing here. They probably, if let's just say it's not true. They acted so swiftly, you could actually turn the tide of public opinion against them. Hey, he didn't even do this. Whether he did or he didn't, we'll find out. I hope the truth comes out. If he did, it's terrible. But they could turn. I mean, the, we might never find out. True, but, but they could. They in a sense, by acting swiftly, you could make you could build sympathy for this guy. If she, say she denies it, or if they find out that he did do it. I mean, I think the big thing is they didn't know. You have to, they would, he would have been treated differently. He wouldn't have been the face of the division had they known. He wouldn't have been the cruiserweight champion had they known. And I think they probably felt with all their past history, this didn't happen in a vacuum, right? This one incident, excuse me, this one allegation. They didn't feel like this happened in a vacuum. It's happened time and time again with this guy. They're a machine. They can get rid of mostly anybody. They could replace Roman Reigns tomorrow. I know that uh, they could replace Brock Lesnar. They could replace Braun Strowman. They replaced CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. They replaced, years ago, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels within a five-month span. They will find a way. They're just too big. They're, too, they're bigger and stronger now than ever. So they realized they didn't want, they didn't need or want the headache with Enzo Amore. It's going to be an interesting case. All right. Well, I didn't know if I had to ask you because I didn't know if you had any dirt on it. You know, you were at Manhattan Center Monday night. I didn't know if he had any dirt. If you, he was at the you, Barclays, but yeah, he was part of the show, which, but, I mean, you're which back tells there, you again. Right? You're talking to people. Any 
any dirt coming from Monday night, the Raw 25, that, that I should know about, that we should know about, that you want to leave this show on, like you have this one piece of information that we're not even talking about bringing up, that, that you just have to... You just have to leak to the world right here on the Danny Picard show. I'm is gonna, there anything that I'm you I'm going to go the different direction. I was at the Manhattan Center on Monday with Shawn Michaels and Finn Balor, and I made a conscious decision not to ask them about Finn Balor. I mean, that, to me, that wasn't the – excuse me, about Enzo Amore. That wasn't the part I of – I was going to say, what did yeah. Finn Balor do? Uh, Balor was one of the interviews, Balor and, and Michaels. Um, but to me, it was – let's focus on the great – that was – again, it was a reunion show. It was, it was an assault. It was a trip back – you know, it was nostalgia. It was it was a highlight of Raw. So I made a decision that, and they shouldn't have to field those questions. Like Shawn Michaels. No, talked, I'm, I'm talking about yeah. did you get dirt on anything else in the world of professional wrestling? Like, is there anything that you would like to leave this show on today? Heading into the Royal Rumble, road to WrestleMania. Is there anything that I should know that we didn't talk about that you've learned behind the scenes? And since the last time we've talked the last couple months, like, I didn't know if the 25th anniversary is a night where you're getting all this scoop and you're talking to this guy and this guy's saying this, that, the other thing. I don't know. I figured I'd ask you. If you got anything you want to send us out with. I'll send you out tonight. with this. Tomorrow, Thursday, SI.com, The Week in Wrestling. All the inside scoop. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It runs tomorrow. There's the tease. We will absolutely read it. SI.com. He Thanks, is Dan. Justin Barrasso. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll get you on again before WrestleMania for sure. Can I say something real quick yeah, too? Yeah, go ahead. For the people who, and I, and I say this, you know, any interview I get, I, 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 I always want to say this, but like, to me, the internet's the Wild West, right? You could read anything about anything. You, mm -hmm. Wikipedia, you could find whatever you want. So the fact that somebody takes a minute or 10 or 20 or whatever to read something I write, I'm always grateful. And for the podcast, too. I mean, just like the internet, podcasts are, it's oversaturated the field. I think this one's particularly good, in my opinion. I think it's very good. But the fact that people download Thanks. Thanks you know for that. But the fact that people download and listen, that, that's their time. There's nothing more valuable. It's more money, more valuable than money. It's their time. And they downloaded and listened. So if you did, I can't thank you enough. But if you do want to spend your money, go to <laughs> tpublic.com and buy a Picard Club t-shirt right now. Okay? That's what you should be doing. I'm wearing it right now. You should go. I, I wish I had a couple extras for you, Jason. I don't. Next time you're in studio, we'll have some for you. But that's where you could spend your money. Or you could go to draftkings.com right now. And use my promo code PICK, that's P-I-C, to play for free with the first deposit. Justin, I've kept you long enough. Thanks for joining me today, and we'll Thank talk you. to you soon. Thank all you right? very much. Get this show whenever you want at dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Podcast One, and now also on Spotify. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all forms of social media. Enjoy the Royal Rumble. Enjoy your weekend. I will be back on Monday. We will kick it into full gear with Super Bowl 52 coverage. The Patriots, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. And I will recap and react to anything that happens Sunday night in the Royal Rumble. Again, have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday. <laughs>